Welcome to Trials in My Era, or Time Stories for short. My name is Natalie Hatayan. I'm the host and producer of Time Stories, and I'm very excited to be here with you. This week's episode is read and written by its author, Joanna Silver. It's titled One Bedroom Reveries. I really love this essay because it gives language to something that I think a lot of New Yorkers in particular um, experience, especially in their 20s, which is the extremely intimate relationship we develop with our apartments. When I think about the one thing that's been consistently a raw and honest representation of what my life is like at the moment, it's my apartment. It's my living space. And personally, I owe a lot to it because it has seen the best and the worst of me. To me, when I read Joanna's essay, it sort of acted as like an ode to her apartment. Maybe like a thank you letter, a love letter in some sense. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this. And as you do, what would a love letter to your apartment sound like? It might be a fun challenge for you to do by yourself. Um, And maybe it's not the apartment you live in now. Maybe it's a a specific one that you remember you experienced such a closeness with. What would you say to it? This is One Bedroom Reveries. In 2020, after years of living happily with friends and roommates, I found a one-bedroom apartment on the top floor of a beautiful eight-unit brownstone that was a block away from where I already lived. Prior to that, I'd spent over a year fantasizing what it would be like to live in a space influenced only by me, where the flatware and throw pillows and air temperature were entirely my own. The space had one closet, a bulky mantle over a former fireplace, and an open living room whose big windows were cloaked by the branches of a huge thornless honey locust tree outside. I blacked out and began the application process on site and was approved as a tenant before I could realize that the kitchen didn't even have an oven. Nearly three years since, I have a well-worn toaster oven that has been blackened by past baking experiments. My bedroom can just barely contain my clothes, a full-size bed, and a crumbling nine-year-old Ikea dresser. Hooks for colorful jackets decorate the walls in each room because I can't sacrifice the square footage to a proper coat rack. My sofa sags slightly on the side that I favor for lounging, napping, and working on my laptop, and the mantle proudly exhibits old cameras, new books, and whatever tchotchke I decide needs more prominence. In those three years, I've come home after many nights out, wobbled out of almost everything I was wearing, and turned on whatever music was playing in the cab ride home so the party wouldn't have to stop. I've made tea and toast in my slippers on sleepy Sunday mornings while savoring a brief sense of balance. I've brought men home to engage in the most potent form of foreplay, being complimented on my home decor and healthy houseplants. I've woken up to phone calls revealing bad news I will never fully recover from and spent subsequent months in bed waiting to resurface from perilous depressive depths. I've swapped hours of stories with friends over orange wine and rapidly oxidizing vegetable dips. I've created an endearingly confusing microcosm containing the best and worst parts of myself, a bite-sized sanctuary whose objective and subjective properties combine to embody me. Living alone has honestly never felt lonely. As someone with a fairly full social life, 
my home frequently serves as a respite from the exhausting outside world. But I do acknowledge the immense weight of solitude and how it magnifies whatever you're feeling, for better or for worse. Your highs and lows expand when you are the only one to feel them, and then they linger within the four walls you inhabit. They perfume your living space and inform the atmosphere just as much as the art, appliances, and lighting choices do. I also acknowledge that, to many, seclusion in any capacity seems like an ailment that must be healed, especially if you're a woman. Even in a more empowered era, we walk around able to do whatever we want, but ever aware of what is expected of us, companionship at all costs. To some, my situation may be the embodiment of their worst nightmare. But even though the eyes of outside expectations may burn a hole in the back of my head, I wouldn't trade the moments I've savored alone in my apartment for another's presence. And when I do one day swap a world of absolute domestic individualism for sharing a home with a significant other, I imagine it'll feel just as wonderful in a completely different way. But I believe I'll always look back on living alone fondly and happily recall how I filled every available inch of that apartment with myself. Joanna Silver lives and works in New York and is originally from Santa Fe, New Mexico. As a writer, journalist, and digital producer, she has written about a range of topics from local news to national politics to arts and fashion. She is an ardent lover of memoirs, personal essays, and anything else that allows her to learn about other people's points of view. She also writes about purpose-driven pursuits and businesses in and around the city on her website, magnanimousnyc.com. You can follow her on Instagram at Joanna Marie Silver. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Remember to follow at Trials in My Era on Instagram and TikTok, where I will be posting tidbits of this episode. I'll see you guys next week. Talk soon.